0: I hope your day is treating you well. I am spending this quarter writing my book, which means that we are posting a few of my personal favorite episodes from the last year. This episode originally aired earlier this year, but I'm wondering if you got a chance to listen to it. If you're interested in the book, you can be one of the first people to know when it goes live by signing up for our newsletter list at clubineagram.com. For now, thanks for being here, and let's get into the episode. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today, we are going to talk about self-love what it is, and why it doesn't matter. The first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose is that we took a weird plunge and ordered a Peloton, um, which is great for my weak-lunged self. This was kind of the final straw for us, is that um, with all of the things going on with my lungs in the winter, I've had a really hard time getting in like cardio because it's, I can't, I'm not going to the gyms because I'm, you know, high risk. And, um, I tried working out outside and it was just too much for my lungs. And so we got the bike and we're gonna, we're just gonna use it at home and just bit the, bit the bullet. Um, we are doing the payment plan. We didn't just like buy it outright. Cause it is crazy. Um, but with the payment plan, we've actually been able, it's like less than our gym membership was. So I actually feel okay about it. Um, that's, my guilt talking. <laughs> I clearly feel a little weird about it. Um, but my bud is that it came today that I'm recording this and I get to take my first ride on it tonight. So I'm really, really pumped. And my thorn right now is that this is a season of sprinting. If you and I have talked about productivity and like long-term productivity before you've probably heard me talk about how some seasons you sprint and some seasons you moderate and right now I am in a season of sprinting just meaning that I am going hard things are really really intense over here in the work work mode. I'm working like nine hour days and your girl needs a break. I am tired. But also it's you know it's good work. So and it's there is an end. There will be an end in in sometime. (laughs) Okay. Now, as we are coming off of Valentine's Day, I thought it would be relevant to really dive into self-love. That's that's what we're going to focus on this week. And today I want to share with you why self-love is important, what self-love is and what it isn't, along with my top tips for increasing self-love. And then tomorrow we're going to dive into a practice of self-love and some self-love ideas. Now, there are usually a couple of objections that I get when talking self-love with people. The first one is that this idea that it's for women, which, stop that, right? Like, I guess, like, love is, like, supposed to be, a, like, a feminine thing, um, and it's not. First of all, self-love is is a basic human need, and it is available to everyone and is deserved by everyone. Two, second question I get is, like, oh, I feel selfish or silly prioritizing this, and actually self-love is a lot more practical than you think. It's not like all of this like bubble bath, face mask stuff. It's, it's actually just tangible um, action and ways of, to be self-supportive. And we'll get into that. And three, the other objection I get is who has time for that? And I say who doesn't have time for that? In fact, if you think you don't have time, you need this more than anyone. So stay around, Okay. And I imagine some of you who are regular listeners may have a couple of questions for me as well. Like, didn't we talk about confidence last week? Is this repetitive? Self-love is a building block to confidence, right? So they aren't interchangeable. They actually rely on one another. And two, um, maybe you're asking, what does this have to do with the Enneagram? It's kind of like everything, you know, and nothing all at the same time. The Enneagram is an act of self-love. And also, I don't only talk about the Enneagram over here. It's all kind of mixed together, you know. We need it all. Now, why are we talking self-love at all other than the fact that, like, yesterday was Valentine's Day? Like, what's the point? So first, it's, like, without self-love, we feel like we can never catch up. Right? We live in this state of constant input, constant awareness of what everyone else is doing and how everyone else is living. And if we don't fully love ourselves, we can live in a state of constant comparison. And all of our Enneagram types are going to react to comparison differently. Some of us are going to self-shame. Some of us are going to give up. Some of us are going to push ourselves past the point of burnout just to try and keep up with other people. Um, it depends on your type structure, but Everybody will respond differently to comparison, but comparison is never going to offer you what you need. Um, So if we have self-love, we can step out of that comparison game and move into just enjoying our lives. Number two is it creates healthy relationships. We can more accurately know what to ask of those that we love when we are already filling our cup. We can also love more generously and without strings attached, right? So we aren't made to build like i really truly believe that humans are made to be like fully self fulfilled and then you come together and you make it better everything that i give to my husband is a bonus to what he gives himself it is not meant to be the thing that completes him and vice versa you know i am meant to complete me and he is just like a fun bonus and so we kind of give to each other out of our overflow but I can't give from a depleted cup. I mean, that's so, that's the age-old tale, but it's true. You know, and the other piece of healthy relationships is when you treat yourself well, it becomes so obvious what you will and will not tolerate. Um, if you have a healthy, happy relationship to yourself, you will not stand for someone treating you poorly. It just, it you start to notice like, oh, wait, this doesn't match. I don't talk to myself like that. So why are you talking to me like that? Okay, number three is you can self-soothe. Things are hard. (laughs) Life is hard. We need all of the support that we can get and how lovely to be able to create that support for yourself. Number four, you can just do more with your time on earth. When self-love is absent, we take mistakes to heart and we give up prematurely. Um, When maybe, you know, some of the greatest writers never wrote a book because they didn't believe they were worthy. And so uh, self-love gives us the opportunity to do more with our life. And finally, we build confidence. Yep, it's a building block to increased confidence. It's an integral step to our confidence journey. If we want to walk into the world confidently, if we want to take up our space in the room, then we need to self-love. We need to work on our relationship to who we are before we talk about what self-love is, let's get into what self-love is not. It's not frou-frou trivial things, whatever that means to you. You know, it's not like buying more stuff. It's not trying to get a massage every week. It's not giving yourself a bath or whatever. Giving yourself a bath is a weird way to phrase taking a bath. It's not bath bombs. You know, as much as I obviously love bath bombs, That's not my acts of self-love. That is self-care and that is awesome and it's really fun. Um, It's also just kind of like a treat or reward, but it's not self-love. Self-love is deeper than that. It's also, it's not always indulgent. It's not always, sometimes self-love is doing the hard things. Sometimes self-love is restricting ourselves a little bit in order to have a more balanced life. So it's not always just like eating a pint of ice cream. If we, you know, like I'm self-loving, I'm eating a pint of ice cream, like but it hurts my stomach. It makes me feel like I'm going to throw up. And maybe I'm lactose intolerant, but I don't want to admit it because I really like ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not self-love. Self-love is listening to your body and giving it what it wants, not what you um, you watch someone else want on TV sometime. Am I, not, am I the only person who really just doesn't think ice cream is as yummy as I want it to be? In my mind, it's, like, really delicious, but it's actually just kind of, like, Fine. And I keep trying to make ice cream work, but it's just not the thing. Anyway, I digress. It's also not self-care. So this is the thing that makes doing self-care easier, right? Self-love makes doing self-care natural. It's like, oh, I love myself, so I care for myself. Um, it, it flows into self-care because you believe that you deserve it. But self-care is, isn't self-love. Today's podcast is brought to you by KiwiCo. We're getting ready for the holiday season. I am pumped and primed. We're getting ready to change out all of our candles, to put our decorations out, to start baking. The holidays are all about creating that sense of magic for the season. And this year, KiwiCo invites you to make the holidays a little more hands-on, all while learning a thing or two along the way boost your creative confidence this holiday season with a Maker Crate subscription from KiwiCo. You'll get new art and design projects each month along with high quality tools and materials conveniently delivered to your door. It's perfect for first time crafters or experienced makers. You can find inspiration in real designs, experiment with new techniques, and take pride in a finished product that is fun and functional. I learned how to embroider. I'm pretty proud of it. I have made patches for my husband's jean jacket. I made an apron. I made like little designs that I can frame to put up in my house. It is the perfect activity that I didn't know I needed to know how to do because it's just perfect for like watching a movie, doing something with your hands. I'd never done this and Maker Crate sent me every single thing I could possibly need to not only do the project that they'd set out for me to do, but also to do it. like I have enough for probably the next year of embroidering if I want to. Maker Crate helps teens and adults discover new art and design tools to turn artistic visions into design realities. Each crate opens the door to continue creating all by yourself. Plus, you'll get a look at the real-world applications and the history behind each technique. Maker Crate delivers high-quality materials, tools, and inspiration to encourage lifelong art and design skills. Each crate features a new project to explore, like paper marbling, metal sculpture, dip-dye painting, macrame, which I want to do, loom knitting, hand lettering, embroidery, and more. KiwiCo ships everything right to your door, and there's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. Turn artistic visions into reality this holiday season with Maker Crate from KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping with code EGRAM, at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at k-i-w-i-c-o.com, promo code egram. Thank you KiwiCo for supporting the podcast and for giving me a new hobby. Number four, it's not negotiable. This isn't something that you get to decide if you're going to do or not going to do. It's like this is a this is a need. This is basic human need. It's not for some people and not for some people. It is just like, you need this. Can't argue with me about it. <laughs> Number five, it's not pretending like we like ourselves, but really we feel like we will never be good enough. In fact, point six is that it's not even a feeling at all. One of the age old pieces of marriage advice that I was given, and I give over and over and over again because it is so true, is that love is not a feeling. It is a choice. I love my husband by waking up every day and recommitting to not acting like a little snot today. I choose to speak kindly, to have patience, and to work through hard things with him. Self love is about creating a healthy marriage to yourself. So let's explore what a healthy marriage has. You treat each other with kindness, right? You talk well to each other. I want—I don't want to marry someone who like is mean to me all the time. You commit to the process, right? You show up and you're like, I'm going to do this every day. I choose this every day. You do hard things. You talk about hard things. You work through frustrations. You get to the other side of difficult things together. You prioritize each other, right? You A marriage can't exist when you are not prioritizing that marriage, right? It just is like another, it's basically like you have a roommate, in your house, but like a really happy marriage, you're putting each other at the top of your priority list each and every day. There's romance, right? You're trying to woo each other all the time in new different ways. You keep learning about each other. You stay curious about who the other person is and what they have to share, how they've grown. A lot of times marriages end because you, you stop being curious. You move in different directions. You lose sight of who that person was, and you don't really stay in touch in the same way. You kind of live parallel lives, but you're not staying, you're not getting to know each other in these new iterations of who you've become. So you keep learning about each other. And then there's shared trust, right? You can't have a healthy marriage with someone you don't trust, someone you don't think will, who has your best interest at heart, or someone whose words don't match their actions, and then you express gratitude you you say i appreciate you what you did meant a lot to me you reinforce good behavior from the people in your life and you minimize criticism right you don't follow your partner around saying like you should be better And this is how you're messing up every day. And here's what I don't like about you. And here's, you shouldn't have said that. If you, if you hadn't said that, then people would like you more. You you know, we don't, we don't talk to partners like that in a healthy relationship. And then finally, you communicate your needs directly and honestly. Uh, And you, you ask for those needs to be met or you meet those needs yourself in whatever way you can. So that is to me is my 10 list of like, this is what a healthy relationship requires, so let's take that and, and shift it a little bit. You know, self-love is the simple practice of turning that energy of a healthy relationship inward. So treat yourself with kindness. Commit to treating love as a verb. You know, it's what, how you, what you do, not what you think or how you feel. You do hard things that you're scared to do. You prioritize time with yourself. You know, romance yourself, where a phrase that I like better is treat yourself to delight. Um, you know, that's that's a more comfortable phrasing for me personally. But it's just kind of like you delight yourself on a regular basis. You know, keep, you keep learning about yourself. You build self-trust by following through with what you say you'll do. You express gratitude for yourself. And this is a, expressing gratitude for ourselves is a really important part of how we change that inner voice. You know, if we have a really harsh inner voice or our inner voice is constantly criticizing us. Uh, expressing regular gratitude for yourself. This is what I did today that I'm really proud of. This is how I showed up well. And you just kind of retrain the way that you speak to yourself. And you work to criticize yourself less. And then finally, you communicate your needs both to yourself and to others. And then you do your best to meet those needs. It's really about moving away from the idea that love is something that we feel for ourselves, that we hope we'll experience one day, and replacing that with the awareness that love is a verb, right? It's the action we take on a day-to-day basis that shows us that we are loved. And so that moves us into today's food for thought from marriage expert John Gottman. So, He says, converting a complaint into a positive need requires a mental transformation from what is wrong with one's partner to what one's partner can do that would work. It may be helpful here to review my belief that within every negative feeling, there is a longing, a wish, and because of that, there is a recipe for success. It is the speaker's job to discover that recipe. The speaker is really saying, here's what I feel, here's what I need from you. Or in processing a negative event that has already happened, the speaker may say, here's what I felt and here's what I needed from you. So let's rewrite this for ourselves in honor of self-love. Converting a complaint into a positive need requires a mental transformation from what is wrong with us to what can we do that would work. It may be helpful here to review my belief that when within every negative feeling, there is a longing, a wish, and because of that, there is a recipe for success. It's our job to discover that recipe. When we criticize ourselves, what we are really saying is, here's what I feel and here's what I need. Or in processing a negative event that has already happened, we're saying, here's what I, how I would like to handle this in the future. Now, let me know what you think about all of this on Instagram. And as always, it is such a joy to create this content for you. If you like today's episode and have 30 seconds to spare, would you go ahead and leave a rating and review in iTunes? Five-star ratings are so helpful as we work to build the podcast. I'll see you tomorrow as we go even deeper into our conversation on self-love. Seeking the truth never gets old.